and welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. I'm Callan. And we are splitting Breaking Dawn into two parts, just like the movies did. This is part one. Also because we recorded for Eclipse for two and a half hours. I said, (laughs) let's not do that. (laughs) No, it was like past my bedtime when we were done. Same. Can I? Oh my gosh. Twilight has consumed me and I'm not (laughs) happy about it. I don't dream like you do, Rachel. I had a dream that like Victoria was chasing me. And I wasn't scared. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? And (laughs) I like, I just wake, if I wake up in the middle of the night, my mind immediately goes to like Edward or Jacob, like not in like a sexual way, but like, I don't know, like it's just like where my mind lives now, because if I'm not reading Twilight, I'm talking to you about Twilight or I'm editing our previous discussion about Twilight. I'm so ready (laughs) (laughs) to read anything else. I mean, I'll watch Twilight with you when we live closer. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. Yet again, audience, um, we do not like Bella Swan. No. At least I don't. I. You think I do? No, but I just didn't want to speak for you. <laughs> oh. My first note is not even on a page. It's just a, a summary of the first several pages. Okay. And it says, Bella be griping. Edward bought her a new car after hers died. And I wrote, did it? Yeah, that's true. That's a good she, point. She's miserable that people are looking at her, so she drives like an idiot and uh, complains about it to herself. I mean, she's she a horrible like, driver anyway. Yeah. She, like, slams on her brakes in the middle of the intersection. Like, you're an idiot. I don't know what my thought process is with this. I can kind of see where I was going. She said, I managed to reach my goal, the gas station, because she's whipping around town. If I hadn't been running on vapors, I wouldn't have come into town at all. I was going without a lot of things these days, like Pop-Tarts and shoelaces. Oh, I know where I was going. Like (laughs) Pop-Tarts and shoelaces to avoid spending time in public. That is the weirdest combination. (laughs) What? How often have you had to like rebuy shoelaces in your life? Never. I think maybe once in my life have I had to buy a second set of shoelaces. So that was enough for me to grab a tab and be like, <laughs> shoelaces. Pop tarts, like, okay, like it's a grocery item. Shoelaces. My first note is on page nine, and she's talking about her two cars. Because Edward bought her two cars, one's for before the wedding, which is this ridiculous armored Mercedes that probably That's doesn't like actually exist. Not even available in the United States. I thought about looking it up and then I didn't want to, so I didn't. <laughs> I was like wondering if it was like a real thing and then I was like, it's probably not. Who cares? cares? Who cares? So she's talking about her two car and then he bought her another car that we still have not found yet for after the wedding. Mm. And she didn't, she wasn't excited enough to like peek to see what it was. And I was like, ungrateful. Yeah. Jeez. Probably no body armor on that car, the new car, because I wouldn't need it after the honeymoon. Virtual indestructibility was just one of the many perks I was looking forward to. The best parts about being a Cullen were not expensive cars and impressive credit cards. And I said, I really don't think that she's in this for the right reasons. Shouldn't you be more excited to be with your partner than to just be a vampire? (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, that is a fantastic point. She's like, why are we talking about the best parts about being a Cullen or that you're a vampire? Not that you're married to your love of your life. Like, yes. And in the last book, Edward was like, oh, I think you, I thought you were more excited for immortality than you were to marry me. And she's like, oh, no, I don't, I'm, I'm led to believe that he is correct. 
in this situation. Can I just say it's your Bella impressions <laughs> that like every time I was editing and you made like a Bella whiny voice, I was cracking up. Edward, no! <laughs> My favorite one was Dad! <laughs> oh, poor Charlie Swan. Poor Charlie. He's like not even in this too. He's in it for like two pages. So then Charlie had posted, have you seen this boy flyers all over the place? Mm Because Jacob has been missing. He's Mm -hmm. wolfing in Canada. She starts crying about it. She sees them and she starts like tearing up in her eyes and she goes home. And my note is that last book she had told Edward that he would never see her cry over Jacob again. And I was like, so the note, like that sentence was not like, I'm done crying over Jacob now. It's just that you wouldn't see it anymore, which is not the same thing. You are engaged. If you still have feelings for someone else, reevaluate. Maybe Edward should figure it out too. I have two on 18. What is yours? Probably more. I think I was just like going through the motions reading this, to be honest. (laughs) But... (laughs) It's at the very bottom when Renee called Bella my little middle-aged child. Mm. Luckily, luckily, you seem to have found another old soul. Renee, she is middle-aged and old soul because of you. Yeah. I said, I like that Renee sort of convinces Bella that marriage makes sense in her situation. Like, what's the difference? If you want to be with this person forever, then, you know, like, I, I understand that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in that camp. However... I feel like she should have been conscious of the effect that her trauma dumping on her child had on her child. And I said, maybe Bella wouldn't be like this in the first place if you didn't treat her like that. Yeah, so in Renee's little speech, she does say, I know I've said a lot of things about marriage and stupidity, and I'm not taking them back, but you need to realize that those things specifically applied to me. You're a completely different person. I'm like, she did not realize that. Right. She was led to believe that everything you said was gospel truth and it traumatized her in her relationships as an adult. I wish I could talk to Renee. Let's bring her on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) She goes back to Charlie's house slash her house, I guess. Mm -hmm. At this point, and Alice is there fitting Charlie for his tux. And this fucking dumbass is like, you look fabulous. What's the occasion? (laughs) I don't know, Bella. Alice rolled her eyes. It's the final check for on the fit for the both of you. I peeled my gaze off the unusually elegant Charlie for the first time and saw the dreaded white garment bag laid carefully across the sofa. Why does the concept of putting on a wedding dress? That's like every little girl's dream. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not Bella because she's not like most girls. Yeah, she's different. Yeah. Her favorite book is Wuthering Heights. So we learned that Bella has been checking up on Seth, who is still my favorite. And oh, one of my notes later is Seth has this is carrying this book on his back like he's saving this book (laughs) i think i have several notes that are just i love seth (laughs) period (laughs) so then it's the that night and edward's over and he's getting ready to go to his bachelor party i do love the moment where the brothers go to the window and they're Mm -hmm. like bella if you don't let him out we're coming in to get him like and they're messing like i think that's very fun in bachelor party and she says what do vampires do for bachelor parties? You're not taking him to a strip club, are you? And then Emmett's like, don't tell her anything, which I think is funny. But also, like, why did you not ask that information beforehand? Yeah, well, because she's, like, in denial that they're getting married. Also, she probably did nothing as, like, a bachelorette party. No, she didn't, because we would have known about it. She did nothing. And she's not saying you have to drink, but she's not even legal. She can't even drink at her own wedding. No. 
And she doesn't, I guess. I mean, to be fair, neither, mostly neither did I. But she says, the top of page 31, she's like laying in bed and she's anxious. And she said, I was aware that most of my fears were stupid. I said, correct. <laughs> I just had to get over myself. Attention was an inevitable part of life. Also correct, technically, in certain situations, like your own wedding. I couldn't always blend in with the scenery. However, I, I did have a few specific worries that were completely valid. And then I said, none of these are valid, actually. And here they yeah. are. The wedding dresses train. She was worried about tripping down the stairs. Um, Bella has not tripped in three books. <laughs> well, she just stumbled up the stairs on her way to go try her dress on. Then there was the guest list. Tanya's family, the Denali clan, would be arriving. Oh, God. And I said, yes, of course, definitely feel jealous of someone your boyfriend rejected 20 plus years ago at your actual wedding where he is choosing to marry you. Great thinking. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful way to spend your wedding day. And he's still been with you throughout all your Jacob bullshit. So, But she was pretty. And then on the top of page 32, she said, though Edward clearly, if inconceivably preferred me, I wouldn't be able to stop making able to help making comparisons why this is not healthy it's your wedding it's your wedding day <laughs> where you're married like this man is forcing you to marry him because he loves you so much and she's like but that girl's hot stupid oh my gosh chapter three big day she woke up on the morning of her wedding got dressed headed down to the kitchen and she made charlie breakfast on her wedding day by herself in her house like Yep. Why are you making breakfast for yourself on your wedding day? I don't know. That sounds wrong. It's wrong. There's not like a a tray of fruit on the kitchen table. There's always a tray of fruit. (laughs) There's always a tray of fruit. There's always a tray of fruit with a little marshmallow dip and like mimosas and like, where's that? I bet you Charlie would have made her breakfast too if she had like, I think she woke up at like 4 a.m. Yeah, because she cleaned the already tidy rooms. Then when Charlie was up, I made him pancakes. I was much too keyed up to have any interest in eating myself. Great. She made him pancakes? Yep. Wait, and then when Charlie was up, I made him pancakes. And then later in that same page, he scowled into his cereal cereal bowl. bowl. Oh, (laughs) he didn't even eat the pancakes. (laughs) Where are the editors? (laughs) And then on... Sorry, I just read a note that I have and I can't wait for you to do it in a mellow voice. <laughs> okay, we'll get there, we'll get there. It's on 65. Okay. I just wanted to see where my next one was. <laughs> we'll get there. I have one on 65 she's, too. She's such a whiner. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, your, your next note. My next note is on page 49. Okay. So she's like walking down the aisle and she's just looking at Edward the whole time, which is fine. Get it, you're in love. And she said, in that moment, as the minister said his part, my world, which had been upside down for so long now, seemed to settle into its proper position. I saw just how silly I'd been for fearing this, as if it were an unwanted birthday gift or an embarrassing exhibition, like the prom. Sure. I looked into Edward's shining triumphant eyes and knew that I was winning too, because nothing else mattered but that I could stay with him. And I said, that's what I've been saying. And she just realized it now. Just realized and I that think during the ceremony. That might be the one line. I think it's that one, or I don't know if it's in the reception. I think there's only, like, one fleeting line where she's like, hey, this actually wasn't that bad. That might have been it. And it was like, we had, essentially, since the end of New Moon, all Eclipse, she was, and all first 50 pages of this, she's bitching about this nonstop. And then with one sentence, she's like, great. 
She was like, oh, it's not actually that bad. Use your brain. Okay. She doesn't have one. Anyway, chapter four, gesture. Also, a note on the chapter titles. So, right, we're in Bella's section of the book, and the chapter titles are one word, like they have been for the past three books. And then when we go to Jacob, it's implied that Jacob is titling the chapters because they're, like, in his voice. And they're run-on sentences. Yes, and they're stupid. And I just have a note that just says, a note on Jacob's chapter titles. I get it, but shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And that means that Bella is pretentiously naming her chapters these weird one words. (laughs) so it makes sense that you hate the chapter titles (laughs) yes i don't even look at them one of them was called like epoch or epoch i don't even know what that word is in the last book and i was like what the fuck is that like (laughs) like i could google it but i didn't care enough so sorry (laughs) i cared enough to judge bella swan about it though so the ceremony was the first chapter and then the second you know chapter four is the reception reception and on page 53, Angela and Ben were the next, they're in the receiving line, I guess. Angela and Ben were the next to claim us, followed by Angela's parents, and then Mike and Jessica, who were, to my surprise, holding hands. I hadn't heard that they were together again. That was nice. And then the next line, behind my human friends. And I said, they're not your friends. No. You don't even if, know if any of them are dating each other? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's like pretty big news that if a friend group would know phone. about. And called Jessica. I'm sure she would chat your ear off nonstop very excitedly that her and Mike are back together. And maybe what are her worries? They're about to go off to college. Are they going to college together? What's going on? We don't know. But a friend would know. A friend would know. That is not your friend. It's not your friend. Why is she even invited? Yeah. Why does she even? I mean, she probably went as Mike's plus one. But and also probably make fun of you because. I would. Then they go into all the wedding traditions, which was weird. All the standard traditions. They do the cake, which is fine. And Edward, quote, manfully ate his cake. I did look up the word manfully because I was like, why this word? And it's like dutifully. But I was like, it's just weird that we chose the word manfully. Like, I don't know. I yeah. Did, it bumped me. And um, we did the garter toss and all that stuff. Just disgusting. Disgusting. Fun fact that neither of our weddings did we do garter toss. No, I was just like, absolutely not. I, don't, I didn't even do a bouquet toss. I didn't either. And then apparently Bella did not look in a single mirror the entire day of her wedding until page 57. Oh my god. And I said, how the fuck did Bella not look in a single mirror? You're telling me she has such low self-esteem that she didn't even want to see what she looks like? Yeah, exactly. On her wedding day? That is troubling. The ar- the day, arguably, where you're going to look the most beautiful and most prepared that you've ever had so mm-hmm. far. So Jacob comes back from, like, being a wolf. I don't know. He just decides to show up at the wedding, and she's very excited about it that she's crying over Jacob again at her own wedding in front of her husband. They're talking. Jacob asks when the vampire transformation is happening. Mm -hmm. And she says, I don't know for sure, a week or two maybe. He said, what's the holdup? She said, I just didn't want to spend my honeymoon writhing in pain. You'd rather spend it how? Playing checkers? Ha ha. Very funny. Kidding, Bells. But honestly, I don't see the point. You can't have a real honeymoon with your vampire. Blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you putting this off? And then she goes, I'm not putting anything off. (laughs) And yes, I can have a real honeymoon. I can do anything I want. But out! (laughs) That's it. That's my note. Me too. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "You are so. If you have to say, I can do anything I want about my about your own honeymoon. You are too A young child. to be getting married." <laughs> I said, first of all, why are you telling Jacob you're going to have sex with your husband? It's not his business. Mm-hmm. And also, like, why are we doing this again? Where he goes crazy and yells at you, and then you yell back, and he's like, "Oh, come on." Yeah. 
And also, butt out is stupid. <laughs> oh, then, so then my next note is 67, where she's like, I have such a big mouth. Why would I? I shouldn't have let him get to me like that. What was I thinking? <sighs> Shut up. I don't know what you were thinking, Bella. I haven't known what you were thinking for three books. <laughs> Goodness I have gracious. a note at the top of 67 where Jacob's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you myself. I'll do it now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, shut up. Jacob, Everyone shut up. Yeah, you've had time to know that this is happening at some point. So let's all just calm down and, I don't know. Business. Yeah, get a life. Mm. But it's just the bottom of 68 where she's like, I can't believe I did that. What's wrong with me? And then Edward's like, nothing's wrong with you. And she said, I've been just, I'd been so glad to see Jacob here. I knew the sacrifice it had taken him and I had ruined it, turned his gift into a disaster. I should be quarantined. And I was like, you are an idiot. Um, yeah. Who was trying to make Jacob jealous or something? Like, why are you sharing yeah. the details of your sex life with him? Yeah. In the first and place. The next line is, but my idiotcy would not ruin anything else tonight. Oh, probably will. Put this away in a drawer. Shove it in a drawer and lock it up. Deal with it later. There would be plenty of time to flagellate myself for this. What? Bella, Bella read a modern book. <laughs> what was a modern book in 2007 that wasn't Twilight? Bella, read... Say- Twilight. The Hunger Games. Read, <laughs> read Harry Potter. Um, read Harry Potter. Seven came out this year, actually, for you. Mm. Stop saying words like flagellate. This is why you have no friends. <laughs> I think there's actually other reasons why she <laughs> had no friends. One, because she's rude. <laughs> she's yes. rude. The amount of times that we have said, you know, she's talking to someone and she goes, I stopped listening or I was only half listening or I didn't care. I just told her that to get her talking. I tuned them out. You're rude. Yeah. You're so rude. We do the father-daughter dance or whatever, and now we're, like, saying goodbye to everybody as we walk away. Like, they do the exit of the wedding. Charlie says, I love you, or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she said, it was hard to talk about love with Charlie. We were so much alike, always reverting to trivial things to avoid embarrassing emotional displays. She said, this was no time for being self-conscious. I love you, Dad. And then I said, first of all, Bella, telling your father you love him is not embarrassing. Second of all... You are terrible at avoiding embarrassing emotional displays. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, you literally just were talking about how much, or crying about how much an idiot you were because you just told Jacob you're having sex on your honeymoon. Fucking weird. I can do whatever I want. (sighs) But out. That was my favorite part. But out. You are a married woman now. (laughs) My God. You're not a teenager in the 90s. Like a teenager. Talk to the hand. <laughs> loser. Double loser. Oh, stupid. I think we have lost our fucking mind. Like, we are on our last two brain cells. <laughs> They're just bouncing back and forth between us in this episode. Yeah. Then they drive away and Jacob howls desperately to the wind in anguish. And my note is, bye, Jacob. <laughs> For some reason, Isle Esme bothers the fuck out of me. Like, just the fact that it exists bothers me. I don't know. I think it's weird. I think maybe it's because we barely have any Carlisle and Esme and barely Esme, if I'm even saying her name right, like, at all. It's like, I don't know her. I don't care about her. She's just, like, the stereotypical mom. But I don't know. I just, like, I have no emotional connection to Esme because I only have Bella saying, like, oh, she's comforting. 
well, I don't trust anything Bella says. So like for all we know, Esme could be like the meanest bitch ever, but because she's a vampire who likes Edward, she might be like She only has one characteristic, yeah. Yeah. I have a note of that later, like when she's giving the wolf people mm-hmm. like food and clothes, which I think is very nice. But I do. I yeah. The only that's the only thing that she ever does that's like independent of like being a woman in the house. Right. She's giving the queen from Powerless just talking about balls. She she wasn't in like the fighting training Mm -hmm. scene. Like she didn't fight. You can't tell me that Esme, who's been a vampire for like a hundred plus years, won't fight. But like Bella will. I don't. It doesn't track. I wonder because so far the only people whose like backstories we haven't gotten is like Emmett's and hers. Well, Emmett was being mauled by a bear. Yeah, but we don't really know, like, what year that was or, like, True. what his life was beforehand. Was he, like, camping? Like, what's his deal? Yeah. And we know that Esme, like, jumped off a cliff, like, trying to kill herself for whatever reason when when uh, Carlisle found her. But as far as I remember, we don't really know why, like, what had led her in that, in her life as a yeah. human to want to do that in the first place. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember that at all. So I'm kind no, of hoping we never... that we get something in the second yeah. half. We never got her backstory, so I'm just, like, not tied to her. Yeah. So it's just, like, oh, because Carlisle and Esme are just, like, the perfect married couple. He bought her an island. I'm, like, I don't know. There's a disconnect between me and this. It just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, like, right now her role is just that she, Carlisle needed to have a partner, so everybody was partnered up, but, like, her. And now she's forced to be the mom of the house. Yeah. And have no other personality. Yeah. At the bottom of page 77, there's this whole paragraph of Bella describing various shapes in the middle of the ocean. And I said, this is stupid. We all know what (laughs) islands are. You're in the middle of the ocean and you're like, there's a black blob farther out. I'm like, bitch. Well, I don't think. think What do you think that is? I think in one book, she literally said that she's not well traveled. I I don't know if it was like Twilight or New Moon. But you live in Washington State. Like, you know what islands look like. I, she doesn't get out much. She literally only goes to Forks and La Push. La Push is a beach. Lived in Phoenix, and she went to visit her mom once. And she is not well traveled. And what I'm getting is that maybe you should live your life first before you devote your life to a vampire. I don't know. Yeah. And then she just this whole paragraph of describing squinting into the darkness, the silhouette and the shape grew into a regular triangle with one side trailing longer than the other before sinking into the waves. And there's feathery things. Oh, they were palm trees. This was stupid. Oh, be like an island showed like all of a sudden I was able to see the outline of an island in the distance. Great. Saved yourself a paragraph, Stephanie. This was dumb. It pissed me off. (laughs) So I actually read the scene. And then I went and watched a clip of the movie to see how accurate it was. Fun. Which one? The sex scene. Perfect. Um, Amazing. (laughs) I've never seen it. Never experienced it. I told you I've never seen Breaking Dawn. Oh, man. The scene was actually pretty accurate in the book. In the movie. Except that there was... It didn't fade to black as quickly as it did in the book as it did in the movie. Hmm. It was pretty hot. But the whole scene of her like brushing her teeth and having a panic attack in the bathroom was in the it's in the movie. Uh-huh. And I completely forgot about that. Although they did like go dance in Rio for some reason. But I think just for movie reasons of being like, look, we're in Rio. That yeah, that's unnecessary, true. But whatever. So her whole like thing about like prepping herself in the bathroom before she goes to have mm-hmm. sex with him. My note was this is very 18 years old, but I really do wonder like what I how I read this when I was 18 and read this book. 
Because it feels like something that was very pointed at the time, and now I'm just so used to smut. I'm like, girl, go shut up and go do him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like when you're 18 and it's like your first time, like this totally makes sense. And my next note is on page 89, when they wake up in the morning and they're covered in feathers. Okay, go for it. And she's like, why am I covered in feathers? And he said, I bit a pillow or two. And I just said, in all caps, LMAO. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I'm just picturing Edward being like, (laughs) fucking pillow. That goes back to my point where he's like, I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing it. I just don't know. It just made me laugh. I hate how she goes, you bit a pillow? Why? I don't know, Bella, because it was so good. He didn't know what to do with himself. He couldn't bite you. That's true. Fucking idiot. The whole summary of this part is he's all like mad at himself because he could have hurt her or whatever. So dumb. And also, winky face, winky face, winky face. Because (laughs) they finally had sex. I tabbed, he took my face between his hands, still introspective. I spoke to Carlisle after you and I made our bargain, hoping he could help me. Of course he warned me that this would be very dangerous for you. He had faith in me, though, faith I didn't deserve. So you talk to your, like, adoptive dad, who's like your friend, but it's still kind of fucking weird about um, how to safely have sex with your new wife. That is awkward, but I want to see that conversation. I actually tabbed that too and I just said, why is this so embarrassing that they're telling everyone in their lives that they're going to fuck? Yeah. I have a note 106, 107 that Bella has a sex dream. And wakes up crying about it. It was imaginary. I wanted it to be real. And I said, it's giving eight years old. Because you can't have sex with your husband. (laughs) You wake up crying. We should have thought about this. Everyone. Intimacy is needed in marriages. If Edward is afraid of hurting her, and he didn't hurt her, so he did it successfully, well, he's pissed. I don't know why. Because he bruised her a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Why do you think people intentionally have hickeys? Whatever. Yeah. And she's upset because now she had sex and can't have sex with her husband, but she also doesn't want to be a vampire yet for this reason. So where are we at now, kids? We're at the phase where we fucked around, literally, and found out, and we don't think about the consequences of our decisions, Isabella. Right. Right. And he's all like, I can't, Bella. And she's begging, please, please, Edward. And then finally, they did it again. I read this section of the book before I watched season one of Bridgerton. And I just now, as we were going over this, I'm like, yeah, that's, maybe Edward just really didn't know anything about sex other than like where his penis goes like maybe he didn't really he had to ask his dad if if he lives with Emmett that's true but maybe he had to ask his dad for help because he didn't know what to do yeah I don't know (laughs) my note for chapter six as a whole is I don't really have any comments they are on a honeymoon she convinces him to have more sex she's starting to feel pregnant they discuss college and then they have more sex good for them I just don't like when she's eating a lot Mm-hmm. and he goes do you want to swim with the dolphins this afternoon burn off the calories oh age I 117 i didn't pick up yeah. on that and ew Edward. yeah the whole situation is she was like i was pretty hungry but smiley took my hand led me to the kitchen blah 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 this is getting out of hand i complained when i finally felt full he said that's when he said do you want to swim with the dolphins this afternoon to burn off the calories then she said maybe later i had another idea for burning calories 
I think that was and just Stephanie trying to like have like a sneaky little flirty line in there, but maybe Steph, we could have done we could have done it different. I, line. Only because I only tabbed it because this is 2008 peak horrible diet culture that now millennial women are traumatized from was going on in this time so i took it that way i have a note for 118 okay because she's had these like vivid dreams of a young child a boy for like the past few nights and i'm just like this is so fucking random is she only having these dreams about this kid so we can be like oh yeah bella's maternal because she like wants to protect this kid so it's like having like her being pregnant isn't like so far out of left field probably what is up with bella's dreams and i don't think we've ever i don't think we ever get a, an explanation for this she has precognitive dreams the entire series yeah and it's like overused to a point i know this she's just very maternal to this child when she's like never even seen a child he would never experienced her experiencing a child. Nobody had right. like a cousin. So that's why I was like, is, did Stephanie just throw this in so we can be like, oh yeah, sure, Bella's maternal. This is fine. Probably. I know that this is Stephanie Meyer's world. I got it. Maybe because I have a lot of issues with this, I'm being a little bit more nitpicky. And I know that, like, in The Serpent and the Wings of Night, like, you know, and other vampire romances, I'm sure that they can get it up. I'm at a loss anatomically. He has no blood. Yeah, he has no blood. Um, he His body's just in a complete state of, like, stasis. Like, nothing's happening. Nothing's moving. He doesn't need to breathe. He doesn't need to drink or eat. Yet you're telling me he has fluid for fertile sperm. So... It just makes, I mean, it already makes little sense that, like, a man can, like, morph into a wolf and then, like, back again. Whatever. But a vampire is making a human. Anatomically, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> he, it just doesn't make sense how he can be erect or have semen or even have sperm. And then she kind of goes into it, like, how women vampires can't bear children because their bodies, like, change all the time. And, like, men, no, necessarily don't have childbearing years. But a lot plays into male fertility still and like being alive is one of the things that play into it. And I'm just like, I don't think he, someone who only drinks blood fits the bill to have fertile semen. So that's um, where I'm at. Would you like to hear a conspiracy theory that I've heard about this exact topic? I would love to. So the theory is that Edward's body when it was turned into a vampire was like frozen in place, like obviously, right? And his blood was, I guess... I guess he has no blood. That's why he's cold. Whatever. Yeah. But the theory is that Edward has been carrying, like, one load of sperm the entire time and has not released it in any way. So it was it's just done been in there for 82 years and his body's the temperature of a refrigerator, so it didn't die. But that implies that he never, like, took care of himself at any point in the last, like, 82 years. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the conspiracy theory because everyone agrees with you that this is like statistically, not even yeah. statistically, like biologically, like impossible. Yeah. I, my brain thinks a little too, I don't know, I'm always thinking of things like from that angle when you put anatomy and physiology into things. So, Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm always wondering like, okay, so maybe I'm just looking. But when I read The Serpent in the Wings of Night, I was like, oh, okay, like they're boning, it's fine. But... <laughs> 
So we had learned earlier that Tanya's family had like an immortal child, right? Did we already get mm-hmm. there? And then whatever. But they, she like makes a comment about like Tanya and her family being like the succubus kind of lore of vampires. Like, no, honey, I'm not having an affair. That sexy woman you saw sneaking out of the house was an evil succubus. I'm lucky I escaped with my life. And she says, of course, with what I know now about Tanya and her sisters, I suspected that some of those excuses had been nothing but fact. And I was like, what the fuck does Tanya have to do with this other than the fact that she's hot? Why are you, like, blaming her for being, like, a succubus? Because she's... Because she's insecure. Still. But I was like, you just, like, threw Tanya and her sisters under the bus because they are a coven of hot vampire women. And therefore, they must be, like, sleeping with men. I don't know. I I love that for them. I was like, what the hell, Bella? And they're probably better people than you are, Bella. Yeah. There's a baby speech on page 132. That I said it feels very much like Stephanie talking and not Bella talking. Talking about Rosalie's pain and resentment and I've never really understood that. I never imagined myself a mother. never wanted that. It had been a piece of cake to promise Edward that I I didn't care about giving up children for him because I truly didn't. Children in the abstract never appealed to me. They seemed to be loud creatures, often dripping with some sort of goo. Yes. I agree with you up until this point, Bella. I yes. never had much to do with them. Same. When I dreamed of Renee providing me with a brother, I'd always imagined an older brother, someone oh. to take care of me rather than the other way around. I noted that part in my head. I just said, hmm. of course, Renee. <laughs> this child, Edward's child, was a whole different story. I wanted him like I wanted air to breathe, not a choice, a necessity. Maybe I just had a really bad imagination. Maybe that was why I'd been unable to imagine that it would like being married until it, after I already was. Unable to see that I would want a baby until it, one was already coming. And <sighs> It just feels yeah. like it's coming from Stephanie and not from Bella. It just it doesn't yeah. align with Bella, who was like having a mental breakdown about being engaged for eight months. Now all of a sudden. Now all of a sudden, because she had random dreams about a child that she needed to protect. Now she's like, I'm eternal. No. Yeah. 18? No. Some people do it. Some people do it well. More power to you. I do not think Bella Swan should be a mother at 18. I, I do not. Bella Swan should do anything that she's doing at 18. No, she needs to go to therapy, reparent herself, parent her and her child, and then be a, a, a parent because Jesus Christ. She should read one of my favorite books, which is Adult Children of Emotionally Im- Immature Parents. Mm-hmm. Good book. Highly recommend to anyone who resonates very strongly with what we say in these episodes. <laughs> We fly back and then she's like, Rosalie, I need your help. And dun dun dun, book two, Jacob. My note is, thank God, Jacob's POV. I knew it was coming eventually. I needed a goddamn break. (laughs) It's funny too, because even Bella is like different in this POV. The way that she talks and stuff is a lot more like, I don't know. She's just there. I'm not paying attention to her. Yeah. She's like, oh, Jake is here. I'm like, shut up, Bella. Like, Jacob, this is your POV. This is what you hear. Why? Why is this? Why? Why are we attracted to this? <laughs> so we're talking about imprinting and Jacob's kind of now a loner. A lone wolf, if you will. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul imprinted on his sister. Now everyone's imprinting. And they're like, oh, this is this was supposed to be a myth. But now it's becoming real. Like, mm-hmm. is this more common than we thought? So he's not imprinting on anyone. And they're kind of explaining more. And my note is I just don't get this whole imprinting thing. No, I get it. Okay, I get it. But do women have a choice in this imprinting? Or is it like, bam, this guy's suddenly in love with you and now you have no choice? Like, is it like, bam, this guy's suddenly in love with you and now you're, yeah. now you're like, stuck do with women, it? Yeah, like do women get a choice in this? No. Or 
do they I think print too or is it just a wolf thing or like do they feel anything like we don't discuss that like what does Rachel feel it's just from the from Paul's perspective yeah I think that they mention it briefly in New Moon and Bella's like, oh, does the woman get the choice or does whoever they're talking about specifically, like, does she get the choice? Mm-hmm. And Jacob's like, no, uh, well, yes, but, like, why would you not choose this person who's, like, completely enraptured with you and, like, you know, like, everything you would want or whatever? And I'm like, okay, icky. That Lee is a wolf and they hate her for like no goddamn reason. I think I have a note later that like this I have is... so many notes later about yeah, Leah. like Leah gets, Leah just gets hate for like being a woman or something. Yes, and justifiably so because now she's forced into her ex boyfriend who was essentially her husband, her serious boyfriend's mind now, who's like now married or something. Yeah. Anyway, and then on page one fifty two, he goes down to see Claire Quill. and Quill. I hate. When toddlers' narrations are in books, I cannot stand it. My note is, why is reading baby talk making me so angry? I hate baby talk in... Actually, can I just say something? And this kind of goes into my next note, which is on the very next page. The word kiddo drives me goddamn insane. Yeah. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I have words like that. Dave's word like that is preggers. Hate that too. Hate that. And mine is hubby hate mm-hmm. that quill i just don't get this imprinting on a toddler thing i don't so like right now quill is calling his the love of his life a toddler um kiddo so right now it's kiddo and then in like 15 years he's gonna be having sex with her he's calling her kiddo now he's probably like putting her in pull-ups when he's like babysitting and he's gonna go from pull-ups and kiddo to having sex with her having sex with her this is no no. I don't. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. We have a meeting with the the wolves and we're all talking in our brains. So everybody's in italics. Jacob is like kind of waiting for to find out that like there's some sort, you know, there's something wrong with Bella, quote, quote, that they're going to say is like the PR announcement as to like her actually turning into a vampire. And he goes mm-hmm. to meet them and he finds out what it was and that she's contracted a weird disease and in Rio and now she's sick. And he's like, we're going to go attack her. And he's like, everybody has to, you know, we have to go attack. And they're like, well, what are we going to, Seth, it's Seth. Uh, What are you going to do when Bella fights with them? Like implying that Bella's a vampire. And um, he's like, she's not Bella anymore. You're going to be the one to take her down. I couldn't stop myself from wincing. No, you're not. So what? You're going to make one of us do it and then hold a grudge against what whoever it is forever? And he's like, I wouldn't. She's Seth goes, sure you wouldn't. You're not ready for this fight, Jacob. And at the time I didn't realize it was Seth. So I had wrote written i have no idea who's talking in this moment but i agree with them <laughs> it's the 15 year old it's seth the best of them the, the best 15 of them. year old who is the best person in this book and has a very mature and great mind yes sam vetoed jacob's one-man mission to go attack the entire cullen family and yeah. jacob's pissed off about it he goes home and billy agrees with sam and he's pissed off about it and then he Jacob stares at him for one second, and then I crossed the room in two long strides. I grabbed the phone and disconnected the cable from the box and the jack. I wadded the gray cord in the palm of my hand and leaves. Cause, so his dad can't call Sam. I said, this is stupid. We don't have cell phones. What if the man has a medical emergency? <laughs> or someone else does. Billy will never find out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't like Jacob. This is immature. This is dumb. You're worried about your own problems, so you're disconnecting like a vital resource from this mm-hmm. man. 
for inevitably who knows how long we never find out that he like reconnected the phone that is very true it's like immature i was pissed off and he mentions like oh my, my dad will just go down the street to the convenience store and i'm like he's in a wheelchair you're gonna make this man right. wheel in forks washington it's probably raining wheel him down the street in the rain so we can use the phone because you're mad stupid immature grow up very selfish everyone's standing waiting for jacob's arrival we're all just standing there the whole family just standing <laughs> and Belle is there and she just starts vomiting and edward fell to his knees by his Bella's side and Rosalie's like hissing and it's just I don't know I just think it's awkward apparently we're all standing in there and he says on 175 for the tiniest part of a second my eyes touched on the two standing in the back Esme and Alice small and distractingly feminine and I said ick I think I read that too and I was like what (laughs) and then on 176 he -hmm. says for a second, I was just a kid, a kid who had lived all of his life in the same tiny town, just a child, because I knew I would have to live a lot more, suffer a lot more to ever understand the searing agony in Edward's eyes. And I said, thank you. I tabbed that line and I said that I actually really love this line. Yeah. Our favorite part of uh, Eclipse was like Edward and Jacob having that conversation in the tent. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of these conversations where Edward is just being, like, brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't like what he has to say later, but he's being, like, brutally honest and, like, completely vulnerable with this person. I really enjoy that because we don't really mm-hmm. get a lot of that with Edward, especially from Bella's chapters, because she's, like, got him on this pedestal so much that when mm-hmm. he's being tortured, she's like, oh, he's just kind of being annoying. or He's being overprotective, but he's yeah. the love of my life. And, like, Jacob has, like, a different perspective on Edward's right. emotions. And they're bonding right now because Edward thinks he's a monster. Jacob thinks Edward's a monster. And Ed- and Edward's like, what the fuck did I put in the love of my life? It's killing her, like, from the inside out. And Yeah, I said I love their conversation only because I love moments when Edward is more vulnerable. But the agreement that they have, like, oh, like, let her have puppies with you kind of thing is, like, really fucked up. And the fact that Jacob is considering it at 16 is really fucked up. I think Edward is just being incredibly desperate because now since Bella suddenly wants a baby out of literally nowhere, he and he's, you know, his whole narrative in Eclipse and New Moon is just like, I'll give you whatever you want. Like in Eclipse, he's like, if you choose Jacob, like I'll let that happen. Like I'll give you whatever you want. So now that she suddenly wants a baby, he's like, okay, she wants a baby more than anything. Like I can't, and anything but this, like if she wants a baby, like go have sex with Jacob and, you know, we'll I'll deal. Yeah. I'll deal with it and, and I'll raise this baby as my own with you if that's the case. Like I think he's literally just desperate and I think Jacob can see that because jacob's like what the fuck this is weird but he's like oh i'll have sex with your wife sure and edward's just like tortured because he doesn't know what to do because bella suddenly out of left field wants a baby first line of the chapter um he said i felt like like i don't know what like this wasn't real like i was in some goth version of a bad sitcom and i said same this is a goth version of a bad sitcom this is exactly what it is (laughs) oh he's like talking to bella and bella's like being just like cartoonishly mm-hmm. nothing like she's just mm-hmm. giving nothing or she's like super excited to see him all the time and whatever and then he said she was beating herself up about hurting edward's feelings the girl was a classic martyr she'd been totally born in the wrong century she should have lived back when she could have gotten herself fed to the some lions for a good cause and i said lol no the girl is selfish and sees yeah. all of her actions through a Bella-centric lens. So she, of course she's beating herself up about Edward being upset. It's because Edward being upset, the only way that Bella her. can relate to it is whether or not it affects her. Yeah. 
And if she was born in a different century and she wouldn't give herself to lions to save others, she would give herself to lions because she's a fucking idiot and like stumbled into them. Yeah. Okay. So she kind of has some lines here and there, but it got to the point where I tabbed it finally because I was getting this vibe. This is still Jacob's perspective. So Jacob's talking to Bella here. And I think this is when he's going over Edward's plan. Not so in those words necessarily, but he's like, look, you're going to die. This is a thing. And she's like, no, it'll be fine. Because. Yeah. Esme jumped off the cliff and Carlisle saved her. And that's how everyone else got saved. And she's like, it worked for Esme and Emmett and Rosalie and even Edward. None of them were in such great shape. Carlisle only changed them because it, because it was that or death. He doesn't end lives. He saves them. Is she literally only having this baby so she can be actually turned into a vampire? Actually, I didn't ask that in my notes. I was like, she's really only having this baby. So Edward's forced to turn her into a vampire. Got it. That's my note. The way she worded that and a few other things when it was still her POV, I'm like, hmm. Mm. She's she's counting on dying so she can be turned into a vampire. So she's happy. She's sticking through this. Not for the baby. Not for Edward, clearly. But so she can be turned into a vampire. Great. I think mm-hmm. she has, like, a weird ownership thing of, like, having to have, like, a, a piece of Edward in that baby. But, like, I don't think she's, like, ever... She hasn't, like, thought about, I don't know. Like, she's not thinking about the child. She's thinking about, like, her relationship with her husband. And she's like, I want to be connected to him in some other way. Like, oh, it's a piece of Edward that's mine. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, it's a life that's alive and is going to grow up and I'm going to have to yeah. care for it. Like, she doesn't think about that. She's just thinking about, like, the effects of the baby, not the baby itself. Right. And how the baby will be killing her because as it already is, but it's okay because she can be tr- be turned into a vampire. Like she's forcing Edward now. Yeah, forcing his hand. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I have one on 193, which is when Jacob is essentially asking all the questions that I'm asking. He says, what's the deal, Bella? I thought the whole point was that you wanted your vampire more than anything and now you're just giving him up. That doesn't make any sense. Since when are you so desperate to be a mom? If you wanted that so much, why did you marry a vampire? And I said, these are valid points, Jacob. Point Jacob here. Mm-hmm. she never really answers those by the way she's just of course, kind of like shut up sh- because she's doing this for the reasons only to turn her into a vampire that yeah she said it's not that i didn't even read this far ahead. i mean obviously i read it but like i didn't reread this far ahead. <laughs> it's not like that i didn't really care about having a baby i didn't even think about it it's not just having a baby it's well this baby because this baby is going to kill you and turn you into a vampire <laughs> i tapped the bottom of 195 she didn't seem to be listening. Her hand made small circles on her battered stomach while she chewed on her lip. I was like, name a time when Bella listened to anyone. <laughs> I was like, she probably wasn't because she and not in like a compliment and stubborn. She's stubborn kind of way. Like it's when she's when has she ever listened to anyone because she's rude. She's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Serious conversation. She's like, hmm, I'm done now. Not listening. I'm done yeah. listening. Thanks. <laughs> so then we go and we talk to the wolves. And they see in his memory that Bella is like this. And they're like, they go on a a mission and they plan to attack the Cullens tonight. Because they're like, what is growing inside her? Clearly a half vampire, half human. Use your noodles. We don't know what the creature is. (laughs) Use your noodles. It's not that bad. Stupid. (laughs) Jake decides he's like getting swayed by the words of the alpha. And it's like really weird. And there's a lot of wolf politics. And I literally have a note that there's a lot of wolf politics. And I just don't really care. And then he leaves. 
because he's technically the alpha mm-hmm. because of like lineage he leaves and then my only note for chapter 10 is on page 213 and he's running away in the quiet by himself because he left the pack so he doesn't hear their voices in his head anymore and all of a sudden he hears seth and he says wait up my legs aren't as long as yours and i said i love seth <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because my note is actually two two twenty. I, I don't know. I just tapped it here. But like this entire like from where you from what you just said and on this entire time, Seth's like, oh, man, no way. You did not. That just plain old sucks rocks. And I'm like, Seth is saving this book. Seth is the best. <laughs> plain I, old sucks rocks. Sucks rocks. <laughs> he has like a 90s like teenager kid voice in my head. Disney Channel camp rock <laughs> shit. Literally everything he says is like that. He's so cute. He like starts howling and he had they had told like Edward like if you listen to a howl like watch out. Yeah. And Seth starts howling cuz he's upset and they're like shut up you idiot they're going to think the pack is coming. He goes, "Oops." <laughs> <laughs> so cute. We're running and and Seth is running. He's really excited that he can run for like four straight hours or whatever. He's like, "I ran for four hours." <laughs> it's like, "Great job, Seth." And then And then Leah, Leah shows, shows up. up. And I said, "Call me crazy, but I don't hate her." I don't hate her either. It's just everyone's like, oh, Leah's depressed. Leah's this. Leah. Jacob, what if you got inside Edward's brain and you had to listen to Edward think about the sex he just had with Bella the night before? Like, that's what Leah's going through. Mm-hmm. Like, they were serious. And then one day they weren't because her cousin came to town. That's so fucked. And now she's in his head. Like, everyone is just so hard on Leah. I have a tab, like, every page in this chapter. And it's all Leah. He's yelling at Leah and he's like, I don't want you around. And on 226, she goes, ooh, ooh, ouch, that's going to leave a huge mark. Tell me who does want me around and I'm out of here. And I just put like a sad face because I'm like, I know. Poor fucking Leah. Like, it's like, not only do you know that you have no choice but to follow your ex-boyfriend, but you also know that everyone else doesn't want you around, but you can't do anything right. about it. And like, why doesn't everyone want you around? Like for probably she- some stupid reason. She's heartbroken. Jacob, I'm listening to you whine all the goddamn time. So on 227, he says, I usually tried to tune Leah out, but I've never tried to make sense of her before. And I said, well, maybe if you tried, Jacob, you would see her motivations more. Shit, her boyfriend left her for her cousin. Her dad died suddenly of a heart attack last year. Now she's stuck in a creepy cult made to follow her ex-boyfriend as a leader, and everyone's complaining they don't want her around. I said, what the fuck? Just be nice to her. I know. She's trying her best like she's angry of course she's angry she's trying she's she's going through it yeah and she has to take care of her baby brother she's you know we learn later that she like stopped getting her period so she's like starting to have like women issues mentally like thinking like Mm -hmm. am i never gonna be able to have kids like am i am i broken like what's wrong with me she's menopausal at like 19 and she's like oh leah shut up you're a girl but like oh god bella and then on 228 I think Seth says, Uglia, you ruin everything, which is like a very little brother move. And we can't feel it's bad a for little him. brother yeah. thing, yeah. And she said, Yeah, I know. And then he said, Jacob says, I felt the pain in the three little words, and it was more than that I would have guessed. I didn't want to feel that. I didn't want to feel bad for her. Sure, the pack was rough on her, but she brought it all on herself with a bitterness that tainted her every thought and made being in her head a nightmare. And my note is, No, Jacob. If no. you can deal with being with Bella and all of New Moon, you can deal with Leah. And- Leah deserves better. Leah should go be friends with Jessica. My God. Yeah. They both deserve better friendship than this. She said, I'll do anything you want except go back to Sam's pack and be the pathetic ex-girlfriend that he can't get away from. Like, she knows it. 
And I will remain Team Leah through every action that she does from now until the end of this section of the book. I don't remember what she does in the second half, but everything I'm she does, probably I still going to be Team Leah. I stand. So Jacob has a thought while he's talking to Carlisle about various things. He has a thought like, oh, the baby, like he's probably just wants blood and guts. And then Edward's like, oh, that's actually a good idea. So they start feeding Bella blood because they had like a stash of human blood for when she turns into a vampire, which is, which is cool. But it's yeah. specifically O negative. And my thought... <laughs> Is does blood type matter to vampires drinking blood? Carla, we have all that O te- that type O negative laid aside for Bella. Maybe I thought that they had laid it aside for like when she was a vampire, but maybe they laid it aside for like the fact that she's pregnant in case she. Needed I thought a it transfusion was. No, I. I honestly thought it was before she she was a vampire too, because I think they said something where it's like, oh, we had blood stocked up for after yeah. the honeymoon, or yeah, yeah. so. That, no, it makes no sense that they'd be like, oh, what's your blood type before they like yeah. dive in? No. <laughs> Stupid. I was like, do vampires have reactions if you drink the blood that doesn't match the blood that you don't have anymore? <laughs> like, what's going on here? I also have a note that's just like a throwaway note, but every time that Jacob and Edward have like soundless conversations where like Jacob thinks something and Edward laughs or like nods subtly, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it too. I think it's fun. I like, I want a book on like their friendship. Like, they're my enemies too. BFFEs that I want to read. So 2.45, we're talking to Leah again. So he sees Edward holding Bella's hand and he Mm -hmm. thinks to himself, I knew what it was like for Leah having to see that all the time, having to hear it in Sam's head. Of course, we all felt bad for her. We weren't monsters in that sense anyway, but I guess we'd blamed her for how she handled it, lashing out at everyone, trying to make us all as miserable as she was. I would never blame her again. And I was like, great. Um, Now that it applies to you, you get it. Shut up. Have some empathy. Well, people can grow as humans, so I'm for that. But yeah, how about you apologize to Leah? Because it's like, I get that you might not understand some things, and then eventually you grow and understand it through experience. Like, that's fine. But like, go apologize to Leah and take ownership. Like, I'm sorry I was a dick. I'm sorry we all were dicks. I'm sorry it was like nine dicks to one. Literally. So she's drinking the blood, and she's embarrassed because she likes it. And Jake's there and he doesn't want to leave and though he's kind of grossed out, but he doesn't want to leave. She's like, Jake, you look awful. And he's like, look who's talking. And she, she's like, seriously, when's the last time you slept? And he goes, huh, I'm actually not sure. She said, oh, Jake, now I'm messing with your health too. Don't be stupid. And I'm like, Bella, he is his own individual human being. He's making this choice. So no, this doesn't directly involve you this is not about you this is not about you (laughs) he's here because his pack might try to come and kill you sure but he is making the decision to stay awake just because of himself so it doesn't it has nothing to do with you like stop you're reaching yeah again she said there's a few beds upstairs you're welcome to any of them and he says, the look on Rosalie's face made it clear that I wasn't welcome to one of them. It made me wonder what sleepless beauty needed a bed for anyway. And I said, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he needs a bed for? Yes, just like, definitely. I was like, mm. This whole, like, sequence, like, we're skipping a lot of pages, but at the end of the day, it's really just, like, Jacob, like, continually going outside and talking to his pack and running around and then coming back coming inside. Coming back inside, and inside seeing, talking to the vampires and seeing Bella, like, 
There's like a scene change every time he comes in. It's just, there's nothing really happening here. Just Bella is pregnant. He goes outside during one of his stints. This is the note that I have. There's like a lot of vampire politics or wolf politics in here, but I just don't care. Mm -hmm. Like an emissary from Sam's pack shows up and it's Jared and Quill and Embry is suspiciously not there because they think he'll probably join Jacob if he had the chance. And Jared is talking to Leah and he said, Sam wants you back. Sam told me to beg. He told me to literally get down on my knees if I have to. He wants you home, Lily, where you belong. Like Sam's old nickname for his ex-girlfriend. And I said... So disgusting. Oh, hell no. What a fucking dick. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is so fucked up. And always, Team Leah, she gets pissed. And she's correct. She has every right to be pissed. So Alice can't see the baby, Mm -hmm. and I have a theory on it. I think they made a comment on it about something about the chromosomal pairs and the fact that the baby has 24 chromosomal pairs, or like the fact that Alice was never a vampire-human hybrid, so she can't see that. And I was like, that is stupid and weak. I prefer my explanation to that Alice can't see the wolves. and The imprinting thing? The imprinting thing. Because the fact mm-hmm. that the baby's life is so closely connected to Jacob's from now on, that means that she can't see the baby's life because she's always with Jacob. And she's yeah. like, oh, I couldn't see from Rio. And I was like, well, it's because Bella decided to keep the baby, which means like, because Alice always sees things based on decisions. Mm-hmm. Bella decided to keep the baby, which means the baby would be born, which means that Jacob would imprint on it. And I was like, that's yeah. why you can't see it. That's my theory. That makes, I know, I think that tracks. Like, I think that makes 100% sense. I don't think it has anything to do with chromosomal pairs. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I was a human so I could see humans and I am a vampire so I can see vampires, but I've never been a wolf and I've never been a human hybrid. And I'm like, no, don't like that. That's stupid. That's my theory and I'm sticking with it. I I 100% agree with you. I feel like every time Jacob walks in, this whole scene, it's just um, things hadn't changed too much except now Bella was sitting up in the middle of the sofa. Blondie sat at her feet, her head resting against Bella's knees. Um, Ed was on one side of her holding her hand. Alice was on the floor too, like Rosalie. Her face wasn't pinched up now, whatever. And then Seth there too. And he was sitting on Bella's other side, his arms slung carelessly over her shoulders. So all of these people are like congregated around Bella. It's just like this entire time. And it's like, oh my God, get the fuck away. Like if I were Bella, I'd be like, get away from me, please. Yeah, somebody go sit on an armchair slightly farther yeah, away. Like, <laughs> this is a massive house. Please go over there. Like, yeah. And Jacob gets all like weirdly jealous that Seth is touching her. And he's like, oh, like Bella got cold. He's like, well, it's my job. I'm like, no, shut up. And my other note is on 284. Mine's on 284. And I don't even know what I like, what it's referencing. I like when we have notes on the same page. So I'm like, I feel like they're always going to be the same thing because we get annoyed at the same exact things. I like that too. <laughs> um, mine's at the bottom of the page. Yes. So Jake's trying to leave and Bella's like, mm-hmm. pressed her lips together like she was trying not to smile. Please, I might get cold. <laughs> and I said, Bella, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> My notice, so get a fucking blanket. <laughs> Like, I know this baby is drinking blood, but you're drinking blood now. Like, you should be – and you haven't stopped drinking blood. Like, you should be warm enough now and get a blanket. You're fine. You're fine. Put some pants on. What are you wearing? Shorts? Then on page 291, we have our first masochist sighting of the book. I stabbed it, too. (laughs) My note is there it is. (laughs) 
I passed right through the perimeter on my way back, heading for the house. As much as I knew it was a stupid thing to do, I couldn't stop myself. I must be some kind of masochist. There it is. Every book. Why? It's in every Stephanie, why? (laughs) Were the SATs paying you? Because you put an SAT word into your books. I wonder, can you like look up SAT words in in previous years? I want to look it up and see if like it was one of them. I'm going to look it up. I'll, I'll come back to you on Breaking Dawn Part 2. So he's sitting on the floor in front of the couch again. Everyone's always congregating around the couch. Of course. Um, Rosalie bent a stainless steel mixing bowl to make a dog bowl for him, which I love that for her. He says, I felt Bella's cold fingers pulling softly through my hair. She patted it down against the back of my neck. Time for a haircut, huh? You're getting a little shaggy. And I said, Bella, little, what the fuck are you doing? That's a little touchy-feely in front of your husband. In-laws. And his entire family who is taking care of you. I just said, Bella, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What is this? He says, bottom of 296, also funny how even though knowing it was almost over, the hold she had on me only got harder to break. Almost like it was related to her expanding belly, as if by getting bigger, she was gaining gravitational force. And I said, it's the baby. Mm, Good call. Yeah. I still like... I, I think that him imprinting on this baby is disgusting you're and very sad imprinting, for him. You're imprinting in utero. Yes. But I think that he's like more and more drawn to her. And I, I think that it could be yeah. argued that her being more and more like Jake's here is like related to how the baby is feeling. I can see him being more drawn to her mm-hmm. because of the baby. But I can't see Bella being that way because she's stupid. But you might be onto something. I just might be biased in the wrong way. I am nothing if not biased against Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of leads into my notes where um, she's like, thank you for coming. And he's like, can I ask you something? And she said, of course. And Edward didn't look like he was paying attention to us at all, but I, but he knew what I was about to ask. So it's like, everyone's in this room right now. And he's like, why do you want me? Like, why do you light up when I walk in the door? You smile like I'm your favorite person in the world. And she said, you're one of them. And he's like, that sucks. And she said, yeah, sorry. And he said, why, though? You didn't answer that. And then it's like, is this the right? Like, I know she's potentially dying because at this point, they're like, she's going to give birth. Like, we're we're giving her a C-section in four days. That's it. That's the cutoff. So, like, he's like, she's dying. But is this the time to have that conversation? When in front of the whole family, because again, everyone's still congregated around the TV. No, um, but yeah. Bella and Jacob are nothing if not self-centered. So he's like, "Well, Edward's not paying attention. He's next to Bella on the couch." Yeah, her husband. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not he's looking at you; he's paying attention. <laughs> so we're talking about why she's talking to Charlie, and how we yes. don't understand why she would put Charlie through this when theoretically she has to fake die in a matter of days. And Jake makes a comment, or sorry, Edward says, I'm not going to force her to do anything that makes her unhappy now. Like, stop talking to Charlie. Whatever happens, this makes her feel better. I'll deal with the rest afterward. And then Jacob says, that doesn't sound right. Bella wouldn't just shuffle Charlie's pain off to some later date for someone else to deal with. Even dying, that wasn't her. If I knew Bella, she had to have some other plan. And I was like, actually, Jacob, that sounds exactly like something Bella would do. (laughs) I've just listened to it like a bazillion times in Eclipse when she was like, I'll sacrifice myself. And you were like, okay, so you entertain them. Like you sacrificing yourself entertains these newborn vampire horde for like a minute. And then what? They go off to the land and like the the town and kill other random people that you don't care about because you don't know. 
Yeah. She's only thinking about the here and now. I said, it feels good now, yeah. but she isn't thinking about the consequences later. She only does... She never looks right. at the repercussions of her actions ever in her life. I don't... Right. Even this baby, My... she's not thinking about the repercussions of having a baby. She's just like... It's going to make me a vampire. It'll make me a vampire. And like, <laughs> Edward, it'll be Edward's baby. And I'm like, but it's a human... Like, it's a life that it's going to yeah. live. You're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about like the immediate... It's not, it's not the accessory to your marriage. Yes. Edward was explaining her plan for charlie and my note is just like she's so dumb like this is this is the dumbest thing i ever heard oh yeah like she'll be like i'll make him guess and he'll guess wrong and then we'll just just be around and look like we're 19 like bella what stupid and you're expecting him to be like oh he'll guess wrong like he's not gonna guess that we're vampires but he knows that we're not human so i don't know what else that would be but he'll just be like oh so you're some form of alien that's cool that's great like what? What has Charlie ever done to make you believe that he would like just drop that topic? Right. And not like arrest everyone. Essentially, mm -hmm. they said, um, from what little research, this is Edward, from what little research we've been able to do, it would appear that the creatures use their own teeth to escape the womb. And I said, why are we so casual about this? That is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, that's why you haven't seen Jasper and Emmett around. They're, like, doing research, trying to decipher things. And I was like, I don't think so. I think that Stephanie forgot about Jasper and Emmett for a period of time. Because they were gone. Not even mentioned right. for, like, 200 pages. And where are they doing research? Upstairs. Where? Like, where? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Were they at the Library of Alexandria? Like, no. They're... No. <laughs> she forgot about them, actually. She didn't know how to add them to Jacob's narrative, so. Yeah. 316 is my team, Leah, too. Like, that's where I finally acknowledge for the first time, even though I've been thinking it this whole book, it's like, why do they give Leah such a hard time? Like, they just all expect her to be okay with this and make fun of her for not suddenly being over it because Sam imprinted. Like, I'm sorry, suddenly that you, the male, lose all your feelings because you imprinted. But, like, it doesn't work that way for the other woman involved. Yeah. What's happening in the story is that we're like running around and Leah's like, oh, like when this is all over, like I'm not going to go back to Sam's pack. I still want to be part of your pack, even though we don't have to be together. Like, I just don't want to go back to Sam's like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. And then they are talking and they're having like a real conversation. Leah says, I'm sorry about this, Jacob. I'm sorry you're in pain. I'm sorry it's getting worse and not better. And he said, thanks, Leah. And then they have this whole conversation. And my note is basically Leah is a real friend. Yeah. And we have not seen a good friend in these books since Angela. Right. Like, she has her own shit, but she's using her experiences to enlighten her relationships with her friends and, like, genuinely cares about their struggles. And she's sympathizing and she's, like, offering advice. And, like, when I went through it, this is what happened. Like, I know it sucks right now, but it'll get better. That is, like, what real friends do. Mm hmm And Bella has never had a conversation like that ever in any of her narratives. Never. And I kind of was like, oh, I really hope Leah and Jacob – I know this didn't happen, obviously, but I'm like, oh, like, I really hope in some other universe Leah and Jacob go off and just be, like, friends together mm -hmm. and don't do any of this. But that didn't happen, so here we are. Here we are. And then at the bottom of 318, they're talking about, like, oh, like, Sam's theory as to why we imprint as wolves and Billy thinks that it's to – you're imprinting to make stronger wolves – in the future, mm -hmm. and I said, stronger wolves, like a wolf slash human slash vampire hybrid, which is, I think, probably Stephanie, like, leaving a little bit breadcrumb trail as to, like, that would be the strongest wolf of all, because it would tie the unions together. Still mm -hmm. gross. 
still a baby. Yeah. And then on 319, they were still talking to Leah. And he said she was in a healthier place than I was about her relationship with Sam. And I was like, good on Jacob for recognizing that that is healthy. Good for you, Jacob, yeah. for recognizing that you have some growth to do. Yeah, definitely. I have one on 321. Okay. They are x-raying unnecessarily this pregnant woman a lot. Um, first, it was her rib. Dr. Callan has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in serious situations, <laughs> like legs or stuff, like, you know, you're in a car accident, can't really, you know, avoid it. Okay, sure. Yeah. And there's not a ton of radiation in x-rays, but like still, they're just like, don't do it. But he x-rayed her rib, which is like, you know, right where the here, baby is, <laughs> right where the baby is. And you don't really do anything for broken ribs anyway. Just And then this time I had to tab it. I had to because he walks in and he heard the x-ray machine going off, which, you know, like, did he get zoned for this? I don't know. They said maybe another break. And he said another rib. No, pelvis this time. Okay, what does it matter? You're doing a C-section anyway. And they said then they were like when they came down the stairs, Rose, they're arguing. See, I told you I didn't hear a crack. And it's like, so you unnecessarily, and I know this, like, the placenta is, like, you know, not an actual placenta, but, like, still, you're, like, it's it's still, like, you're going through, (laughs) shows through bone, I don't know, it just drives me fucking crazy, (laughs) like, that this doctor (laughs) is just unnecessarily x-raying this pregnant woman, okay. Subjecting this I digress. To radiation. (laughs) Which it doesn't need anymore, because nobody, everyone's calling it a creature as it is, so let's not (laughs) it's very funny though (laughs) that you picked up on that i didn't pick up on that at all he said okay before that he said bella do you want me to take off before i could hope or fear that she'd finally gotten tired of me she blinked and her frown disappeared she seemed totally shocked that i would come to that conclusion no of course not i sighed and i heard edward sigh very quietly too i know he wished she'd get over me too too bad he'd never ask her to do anything that might make her unhappy. And I was just like, flat face emoji. That she hasn't gotten over you and she is married and went on a honeymoon and is pregnant and is not over you. Got it. Okay. And I think that's full on Bella, not the baby. My note is when she started calling the baby EJ. She thinks it's a boy. Mm-hmm. And my note is Edward Jacob Cullen. You were named after the two men I was harrowing when you were conceived. One of them was a werewolf, and he was the hottest man I never dated. Wait, you said that, mm-hmm. or it was in the book? No, I said oh. that. <laughs> I was gonna say what? <laughs> yes, Albus Severus Potter. Edward Jacob Cullen. You were named after. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It took the me a little while to catch up. Two men I was in love with when you were conceived. My question is, like, okay, so do they still call, you know, the third juniors? I thought junior was just when you're, like, a second. Because she said to Edward. Okay, because she was, like, he goes EJ, and she said your father's name was Edward, too. I don't think the J is junior. I think it's Jacob. Like, I think the baby's middle name would be Jacob. She's a fucking idiot. Okay. I don't have any words, but I have my note on 327. Flat face yes. When she says um, that she was playing with Renee and Esme. And I was thinking, Renee And I was like, this is just dumb. So dumb, it should be a crime. One, you don't like your mom that much, let's be honest. Two, Two, Esme has zero personality. She can't be that important to you, but she suddenly is. 
and your name is Renezme. Like, just so dumb. I think I was thinking about this too when I got up in the middle of the night to pee because, again, Twilight is just taking over all of my senses. Where I was just like, I would be so like that child now has a conscious. Can you ask that child what it thinks? It would say no. Do not fucking name me that. <laughs> Literally, just name her like like an R and an E. You know, like yeah, Rebecca Eleanor Colin. Yes, <laughs> give her just the initials. Yeah. Or just name her Renee. Like you can name your mom, your kid after your mom. They're not gonna have the same yeah. last name. Yeah. Stupid. So like Edward can hear the baby now, and they have like a happy lovey dovey moment. Jacob has a mental so breakdown, dumb. and he throws Jacob the car keys to help him have an escape. And I just think that that's very sweet. My note is just Edward. The whole first section of this chapter, when Jacob mm-hmm. runs away and just spontaneously tries to imprint on somebody at the park, is very sad. Like, objectively, this is very sad. He's at his lowest of low here because he was depending on Edward to hate this child as much as he does at this point. And instead, somehow this conscious baby's in the uterus like, Mom, I love you. And Bella's, like, not a very good person, so I don't believe it. (laughs) No. She likes the sound of my voice, too. Of course she does. You happy baby. It's just so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. It is so weird. No. And it's only weird because it's Bella Swan. If she was very maternal before 40 pages ago, I would believe it. But I do not. I cringed. I think I started skimming because I was just so cringed. I was like, no. I just, like, I give Jacob a lot of shit, but I genuinely felt really sorry for him in this scene. Like, my heart broke for him. I was like, I, he gets back. And that Leah was yelling at Bella about Jacob. And I said, Leah is me. I said, Leah, the MVP. (laughs) And I want to know what she yelled at Bella about because I would have loved to be there. I would have stood up and applauded. Because I guarantee you, it's everything that I was saying in these pod- or that we were saying in these episodes. A hundred percent. And I want to know what it is. I really do. Edward's like, I won't let Bella be upset like that. I she needs to. She needs to hear some shit. Cause so far everyone's just in love with her. The boys are in love with her. The girls don't want to be her friend until she dicks them over and they don't. Then they're mean. And like, you know, no that no fault to Bella. And then like the Collins all love her and Jacob loves her. And like everybody, like we need Bella needs some fucking conflict. Mm-hmm. Cause she's never gonna grow without it. Some Bella needs someone to call her on her shit. Right. Cause she has a lot of shit. She's a lot of shit. And she puts people through yeah. a lot of shit. And everyone's always like, Oh, it's okay, Bella. And I'm like, it's not okay. Yeah. You're rude. Like you are in Right. She needs Leah to yell at her, and Leah is me. And Yes. Team Leah. And then on the next page on 339, I noted that Jake, uh, Jacob gets mad at Edward for calling Rosalie Rose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, she's his sister. So yeah, she, they've known each other for like a gazillion years. He is now. allowed to give her nicknames. Yeah. And second of all, he says something about, so the psycho was Rose now. He'd completely crossed over to the dark side. And I said, what is it with Jacob and Bella when people do not like them calling them <laughs> on the dark side? <laughs> They need to be together because they're just too much alike. Apparently. I think if they were together, no one other than Charlie and their dads, like their Billy and Charlie, would speak to them ever again and they would be perfectly happy. And so yeah. would I because I would never have to hear about them again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Maybe I am Team Jacob just because I hate both of them and I think they deserve <laughs> each other. So it's Jacob and Edward talking. Mm-hmm. 
And Edward says, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry for the pain this causes you, Jacob. Though you hate me, I must admit that I don't feel the same about you. I think of you as a brother in many ways, a comrade in arms at the very least. I regret your suffering more more than you realize, but Bella is going to survive. And I know that that's what really matters to you. And I said, it's late and I'm getting sleepy, but this feels important. (laughs) It was like 1030. It's not even that late. Yeah. And then I ca- finished the section and I have all of these other tabs with insight oh, except God. for that one. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to get more like on No, you think that. They like become more hinged. <laughs> and this whole time Bella was asleep, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jacob checks on her. He's like, "Hey Bells, how you doing?" Her lips puckered like she was trying not to cry. And my note is I keep losing track why Bella's upset. What did she do to Jacob now? Keep wanting him around and I believe it's because like Leah yelled at Bella, so she's upset, and she knows that she's hurting Jacob and whatever the fuck, but at this point, like, his conversation with Edward had been going on for, like, so long that I forgot, and now it's just like, oh, Bella's awake. Oh, she's trying not to cry again in front of Jacob. What the fuck now? Like, why is she upset now? What do, what does she think involves her that actually has nothing to do with her again now? Mm-hmm. Everything has to do with her. No, but yeah, it's like five pages ago. It's like, I forgot, <laughs> because this always happens. Jacob shows up, Bella's upset. Jacob leaves. Bella gets upset. Jacob comes back. Bella's upset. Why? And usually it's some stretch that does involve Bella in some way, but in so, so far. Oh, God, it's just a reach. He says, Leah might be an interesting companion, maybe even a true friend, someone who wanted who would stand up for me, but she wasn't my best friend the way that Bella was. And I'm like, let's discuss. I have a tab here, too. Is Bella really a true friend to Jacob? No. No. <laughs> Case closed. He says, there was also that other bond and it ran bone deep. And I said, what bond? Yeah. Other than horniness. I was yeah. connecting you guys. Nothing. Bella's trauma bonded because you helped her out of like a dark period in her life. And like, that's it. And she used the shit out of you. But you literally like, she is a girl who's not on the reservation who pays attention to you. Like, that's your only bond to her. Like, that's it. And, like, Leah is in this moment or whatever having, like, a genuine, open, and honest I care about you as my friend conversation. And I said – A conversation, not to cut you off, but, like, a conversation that Bella and Jacob have never even begun to have before. That, that was – that's exactly what I was going to say. Is yeah. That, like, Bella has never even attempted to have that kind of conversation with you because everything she talks about is centered around herself. And surface level. And Leah is literally asking, like, how does that make you feel kind of questions – and then Bella goes into labor, and at the top of three, page 354, the baby has been removed via Edward biting the placenta open. Mm-hmm. And Edward goes, take the baby. And then Jacob says, throw it out the window. And I said, me. <laughs> and he's like My doing note- chest compressions, and it's a whole thing. And Yeah, to try to keep her heart pumping, because I guess she can't die before he gets the venom in her. And he like has like a syringe of venom. But he's still, like, kind of biting her in random places mm-hmm. to, like, get it pump through her, I guess. But my note is, how do you milk venom from a vampire? That is an excellent question. <laughs> like, how does he have, like, did you, like, <laughs> how does he have it in a syringe? <laughs> I was like, do his teeth have, like, little ducks in them? Like, yeah, where like- is it coming from? <laughs> is it his spit? Yeah, I don't think so. Or else every time they made out, it would be... Yeah. So. Wait, that's a great question. 
like do his canine teeth have like little tubes in the back clearly they do because like he has venom from his teeth but like i don't understand how you can milk venom from like a structure like your tooth i feel like this has got to be like a snake related question but i don't know enough about snakes yeah i don't know how snakes but get you can like milk of, like, venom out of a snake i just don't know how that works i feel like you can hold it like is emmett holding edward's head and like pushing <laughs> Like, compressing his head until then. I'm like, I'm at a loss here. I have a note on 355 where she's just, Jacob is, like, giving up and Edward is yelling at him. And he's like, get out of here then. And I said, Jacob, get your stupid feelings out of the operating room. A man is fighting for his life here. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, she's already dead. And Edward's like, go away. And he's, like, literally, like, performing surgery. Jacob's just like, it's too late. And then I have a note while we're, like, listening to the recap of Ed- uh, Edward. Jacob imprinting. He said, everything that made me who I was, my love for the dead girl upstairs, my love for my father, my love, my loyalty to my new pack, the love for my other brothers, my hatred for my enemies, my home, my name, myself, disconnected from me in that second and floated up into space. And I said, this does not seem like a healthy relationship. Yeah, I think she was just like grasping at anything just to To make it sound romantic. Yeah, the romanticism of imprinting. It ain't. But, like, the whole first chapter of Bella's, we're now back in Bella's perspective, which, you know, can't wait for that. I don't remember if we go back to Jacob. I don't think we do. We don't. So I think we're, whole... just, we're just in Bella the rest of the fucking book. So Bella's literally just, like, laying there from 367 to 387. 20 pages. Bella is describing mm-hmm. the pain that she's in as the venom courses through her body. One of them is the fact that she's like, I can't scream because then it will upset Edward. And make him think that he did the wrong thing by turning me into a vampire. Edward has been through this process like five times. So she's just laying there silent and she's like, and people are like, oh, Bella, can you hear me? And she's like, oh, if I open my mouth, I'd scream and he'd feel really upset and bad. Like Edward was the first of the Cullen family, other than obviously Carlisle, to turn into a vampire. So he has personally experienced this. And he also presumably has been in the proximity of Esme and Rosalie. And And Emmett. Emmett. Edward has witnessed all of those transformations. So this is his fifth time at witnessing or experiencing somebody turn into a vampire. I think that, like, if you're screaming on the hospital bed, he would probably be upset because who wouldn't be upset by that? But I think he would know what that means. Other than you being literally dead for three days and not moving at all. Again, it was a reach. It's a reach. And me talking about this is giving it way more thought than Bella ever puts into anything. So... Um, <laughs> it's valid oh she also in these 20 pages recaps the whole birth story but from her perspective which i don't care about i skimmed it because um, i already read it i don't need to read it again yeah ratatouille is born with a full set of teeth <laughs> and smiles oh, at God. you and i said oh hell no no i was skeeved out nope. i was skeeved the fuck out not no. endearing not cute not sweet nothing because like we read one chapter into bella's new thing but we did i'm already over it yeah already over it and we did stop like exactly where the movies stop which is kind of funny oh i didn't know that. yeah i thought we did that on purpose but oh i just split it right in half yeah the next chapter is i open my eyes which is literally how the movie ends the movie ends like this (laughs) great can't wait to watch it yeah well besties thanks for listening along with us calen do you have any wrapping up notes no, I'm just ready to. We have one more. We are on the home stretch, besties. Thanks for holding on. We're sticking through. with us. I hope We're you're enjoying through. this because we are losing our minds. 
Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful night. Subscribe to us on Instagram and TikTok at Paperback Besties. And leave your comments because I like reading them. Yes. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. All right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.